Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Friday, November 10th, 2023. And our top story today, mortgage rates decline, but housing prices remain elevated. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Guy Sabatino is with Long and Foster Realty. Guy, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's always great to see you. And full disclosure, Guy and I have known each other for over 20 years, and he was the best man at my wedding. So I really appreciate him coming on the program. Guy, a lot going on in the real estate market. You run a pretty um, large geography in the mid-Atlantic. How does the real estate market look for you and your office? Uh, the market has been interesting to say the least. Uh, we have um, definitely uh, seen a decrease in units this year over the last couple of years, as you know, with the interest rates when they were roughly around 3%, we were you know, seeing sales like we've never seen before. It was amazing. Uh, the market has uh, shifted in that sense. Um, we are also seeing that, you know, I was doing some analysis just in my local market and noticed that there's about 14% cash buyers in the market, which was pretty high. I looked at uh, other areas where I saw t- but 21 and 24% cash buyers, which um, not in our region, but, uh, you know, in the West Coast and whatever. And I was pretty amazed by that uh, statistic. Uh, but at the same time, we're seeing some properties sitting on the market, which we were not seeing almost any properties sitting on the market and other properties. Um, I was talking to agents of mine yesterday who were saying they were getting 11, 12 appointments and, uh, you know, uh, getting offers in uh, pretty quickly. So where we'll see, you know, uh, the industry where we were saying the houses were sold before they even hit the market. Now we're seeing the average days on the market in our region about to be uh, nine days uh, on the market, which still sounds incredibly low for many of the properties, which, you know, but at the same time, we do see some of the other properties and the outliers of, you know, different um uh, micro markets that are actually sitting, you know, if they're not uh, priced correctly and the um, condition of the property is not optimal. And and Guy, um, how much of this is impactful as a result of the mortgage rates? I mean, we have been reading nationally, the mortgage rates have climbed close to 8%. And I know 30 days or 25 days on the market's not a big deal, but now you have to get a mortgage. Uh, you know, if you're a buyer and you're going to get a mortgage, I know you said cash buying around 14 to 20%, but for those that are going to get a mortgage, they're going to pay a higher rate. And I have to think that they're looking at that and saying, I could have gotten this. The Fed just kept rates the same. Um, how is that having an impact on the, on the marketplace? Well, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, first of all, we have the golden handcuffed uh, situation. I don't know if we discussed that the last time or not, where people are in in these nice interest rates. I mean, my interest rate's great. The average person that bought in the last couple of years is probably at somewhere around three and a half percent. If we look at yeah. some people under three and some people slightly above, and now they've been, you know, in the last eight months, somewhere between, you know, seven and a quarter and eight percent. I, that is going to have a huge impact on people saying, all right, I want to jump out of this 
comfortable mortgage payment and go look for something else, whether I'm moving up, moving lateral or moving down. Uh, so I'll stay put and see once the Fed stops, uh, you know, uh, raising the basis points. We'll see if uh, the rates go down to six, six and a half. And then maybe I'll be uh, more willing to do that. You know, um, I do think that this, you know, our uh, consumer will get acclimated once we've been sitting at this higher interest rate and the Fed finally does say this is the time to stop, you know, raising the rates and it gets down to a, a low of a six and a half or whatever. They'll be like, wow, that's pretty low relative to the 8% or around the 8% it's hovering at right now. Yeah, we're, we're very spoiled. I mean, you and I both grew up in the 70s and 80s. I mean, there were, there were double digit interest rates, double digit, double digit uh, mortgage rates, borrowing rates. But Hey, look, you know, it's a, it's a new, uh, new paradigm. Guy, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, when we last spoke with you, people were waiving contingencies. And so they, they were not even checking the roof. They weren't even checking the HVAC. Is that still the case now that the time on the market has gone up slightly? Uh, no, that isn't it, nowhere near the same. So actually the dynamics of the um, offers, the dynamics of the appointments for most properties, again, most properties, there are still micro markets where I just told you an agent said, I put it on, it was the sweet spot in the, the right location, multiple offers coming in. But the average consumer now does have the ability to not rush there immediately, put the offer in sight unseen, waive all their contingencies. Now they can approach it. And in fact, um, I keep telling my agents to make sure that they are doing everything uh, to hold deals together and to make sure they negotiate in a, in a more reasonable way between the buyer and the seller, therefore uh, getting to the ultimate goal of the buyer buying and the seller selling, because now the seller or the buyer does have a little more leverage of asking for those repairs, making sure they're moving into the house without giving up um, rights that, you know, back in the day, they were rights or, you know, whatever to turn around and make sure that they're moving into a house without knowing all the things about the property they can know about it. And um, which is making our life a little simpler because we don't have those fears and that anxiety for a client and know that they've, they've gone into the house settling, at, you know, in a, in a much more, um, you know, comfortable way. And, you know, we're not going to hear back from them later that there was something wrong with the house they were unaware of, even though they chose to go forward with the house because of that competitive nature that was going on, you know, a couple of years or the last couple of years. Yeah, it seems certainly it seems a lot more balanced and you don't have to end up with a hole in your in your floor. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're like, how the hell, how the heck did that happen? Guy, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Guy about the real estate market. You're going to want to stay tuned right here. BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? 
especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Guy, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Thanks. I appreciate being on here. Yeah. Well, I think it's fun. And, and I, you know, I love, uh, we have so many great guests, but I love when people are in the trenches like you are, because in addition to running the office, you're, you're selling too, and you are a hands-on person as long as I've known you. And I think that you, you guide your agents to, to make the best deal. Guy, you talked a little bit about the more of a balancing act in the market now between the buyer and seller. Ultimately, I think that's a good thing for a lot of reasons. What about the type of buyer? When we last spoke with you, uh, first-time buyers kind of getting pushed out of the way because they didn't have as much, it wasn't advantageous as much to the seller. How do things look today? Are that first-time buyer still getting pushed away? Uh, they have a little better of an opportunity than they did before. I'm not going to say for every market that the first time home buyer is having it easy. Um, I, there's still the way I, I measure it a lot of times is look at seller concession, look at the ability to utilize FHA and VA type of products uh, to do their financing. Uh, we still have competition with those large companies we talked about before that are buying that sweet spot property and, um, you know, they haven't left our market. You know, when I did some of the numbers, uh, uh, hundreds of properties in some regions are, are being taken up by the Blackstones and all of the, um, the you know, uh, investing yeah. market. And that that has kept these prices up as well. So if you have cash buyers, investor buyers uh, buying that property that, say, in our region is somewhere between 350 and 420. OK, and they're buying that and taking that off the market cash, no repairs, whatever. The first time home buyer is now com still competing slightly against that. Um, but with the fact that they're not competing as much with the people who were able to buy in the last year and a half and got their two and a half, three and a half percent interest rate at that time, when they go in now, they can go in with the FHA product or they can go in with the VA product and, um, ask for some closing help on certain properties. Um, again, there are some properties that still are seeing uh, going, like I said, if the average days are still relatively, uh, you know, uh, seller's market, meaning nine to 17 days or whatever on the market, that's going to still be show you that there's competition and there's a very low inventory. But there are other properties where we have seen, in fact, I, I saw one agent post that, oh, wow, look at this. Can you believe it? I got my clients some uh, seller help and all the inspections they wanted. So that does exist now in this market, but we still have a tightening, you know, a little bit of competition because the market still doesn't have that many properties on it. And that's one of the things we're not going to see some of these investor properties going back on the market. They are not 
buying the properties to fix it up and flip it like the you know we used to see back in the you know fast markets of 2003 to 2006 we're seeing them hold on to them and use them for rentals and investments and guy let's talk about aging in place because you talked about um uh not as many properties on the market uh right now as as one would need to kind of fulfill the demand what about aging in place because people are aging in place. They're staying where they are. Maybe they're holding pat. Maybe they're they're downsizing a little bit, or maybe they're even upgrading. How does that stand? It that's funny you bring it up. And, I, and I'm saying this, and let me just preface by saying, first of all, we do have more inventory than we had the last time I spoke to you. I mean, there is more uh listings now happening than pending sales. So that shows you um that the market is showing more inventory. You know, if they're not just flying off the market right now, but, you know, you're bringing up the point about the aging in place. We said that not only are the, you know, the older community competing against, uh, you know, the first time home buyer and they are staying in place, they're fixing it up. Um, I was just in a property that had an elevator in it. So instead of going to get that uh, one level living with the primary uh, bedroom being on the main level, they have put an elevator into the property so that they can continue to stay there for another 10 years or whatever it would be. So that that does exist in the community. So if you look at a pie and you, you start making a chart of the investors holding on to the money or onto the properties and not uh, reselling them, and now you've got the older community that might have gone into that condominium or whatever, they're now um, you know staying in that property longer. So the op options and opportunity and the golden handcuffs, those uh, that that group of people that turned around and bought the property in the prime times of getting the greatest interest rates we've ever seen. I mean, that leaves a little opportunity for properties recirculating and hitting the market again for that the consumer to have an op opportunity to buy. Yeah, that elevator sounds like a pretty, imp <laughs> I mean, it sounds impressive, but it sounds pretty expensive. I don't know what the cost range is on that. Guy, last question. Um, if I'm going out on the market to buy, do I still need to get pre-qualified? When we last spoke with you, it was important to line up the financing because of the competition immediately. So you went to the bank, you went, ran your credit, they looked at your income and you had to have it all lined up and pushed in when you were making the um, the offer. Does that still stand or or do people get the opportunity now to kind of look at different financing options when they find the property of their dreams? In some cases, the urgency is not the same as the urgency you and I were talking about. Like they needed to be ready. It needed to be loan commitment by the time they were putting the offer in. It's still a better advantage for everybody to go and get everything taken care of. You don't want to be running around looking at properties and realizing you can't qualify for it or it just takes one other person to beat you out in a, in a situation where you come across a property you finally like because it's low inventory and another person is more prepared than you are. And now, you know, that listing agent's going to look at the two offers coming in and say, this one's stronger. This one has gone through and been much more vetted than the other um, offer. And therefore, we're going to go with this person. And now you're waiting for who knows how long, because again, Inventory is, you know, still low 
And, you know, there's a lot, lot of factors you're looking for when you're buying a home, location, maybe school district, maybe whatever, that whatever your need is. And now you're going to have to wait for that property that you desire to come up again. And if you're not fully prepared because of this low inventory and not the uh, 30 or 40 buyers coming in, it just, again, it just takes one buyer and you could lose out on it. So I wouldn't take that, take that risk by thinking that I can, you know, um, you know, go around and, and kick tires for a little while and then decide that once I find something, I'll go speak to an, a loan officer and get, get approved. Always better to be focused. No, Columbus didn't just set sail. He sailed west. Guy Sabatino, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again. Have a great weekend and go Ravens. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Post. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN Weekly. We'll be joined by Jane King in the first segment to break down markets, and then we'll be taking a look back at some of our best segments of the week. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the change. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.